0: Round 1 was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids 7. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing
1: that it was all started by a mouse.
2: Did we just become best friends? Yep!
0: Gentlemen, start your engines!
1: To infinity and beyond! of
2: madness around here.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP. Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by a couple of my buddies, and I'm excited to see them here. Cub One coming off a fresh Disney vacation, Uh, and we've got some amazing topics to get into tonight. Before we do it, let me go around the room and see how everybody's day has been. Gonna start with my buddy to the south, the one, the only, Mr. Aussie. Dave, how are you, bud? I'm
2: good, my friend. How are you?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, I'm great. I'm actually having an amazing day. I um, had a whole lot of fun uh, catching up with some people from DDP last night. Uh, we went for drinks, and then um, this morning I was upright and early because I had an early shift. I got out of work at a decent time, and it meant that my daughter's wife uh, and I went for dinner uh, at Akish's, uh in Epcot, Uh, to celebrate my daughter's seventh birthday. Charlotte turned Uh seven today. Um, And so we got to go and do uh, something fun. Uh, She even dressed up as Charlotte from uh, Princess and the Frog. Oh, I love Uh, it. You in the pink dress? Yeah, yeah, the pink dress, the bow, the whole shebang. um, She had an absolute ball. It was wonderful. So um, I've had a very big day uh, because of all of that going on.
0: Happy birthday, Charlotte. Happy 7th. 7th's fun. Um, Well, that's awesome. I'm so glad you had an awesome day, bud. Let's go around the table. I'm going to go just a little bit north of me. Mr. Mike, how are you, man?
1: Very good, very good. Happy birthday to Charlotte, too. I remember when I was seven, I was, uh, I was having a great time back then. It wasn't too long ago. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I'm glad she had a good birthday. Uh, a little colder up here, Justin. You can attest to that. Uh, we got hit with some summertime, then we got hit with some spring, and now we're back to winter again, it seems like. But uh, it'll warm up in the next couple of days, and uh, I got a couple of days off ahead of me, which is nice. Laura and I can catch up on some stuff around the house and uh, just kind of do those little family things. I think
0: it's supposed to be like 82 here tomorrow. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, Paul still giving me though. So it it is what it is. Uh, but with that said, speaking of somebody, he was down south and now he's up north. Talked to him earlier. He's in Florida now. He's in right outside of Chicago, and I am talking about Mr. Dan Rossi, How are you, Bud.
3: What is going on? Big happy birthday to Charlotte. I'm not going to lie to you, like Mike. Uh, I am nowhere near seven years old. It's been a long time. Uh, but no, I'm 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 really happy to be here tonight. It's uh, it was a good trip. You say it was vacation. It wasn't vacation. It was a it was a work trip. I was working really hard and uh, doing lots of work, and uh, it was a social media fam, so I had to post all kinds of stuff. I took tons of pictures, got got a lot of info to to share with the agency, and I got to have a good time last night with some of the DDP members as well. So that was a great thing, and uh, yeah, I was up early this morning for a flight back to Chicago, and I'm back in the cold now, and whew, I'm tired.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Let's roll through your trip real quick. I mean, people love trip recaps. It's not what this show is going to be, but I want to chat a little bit about it. Uh, because you did get to do something very special with a couple of the agents from Way With Me Travel. Uh, you were down in Walt Disney World for what we call fam trips in the industry. It's a familiarization trip. That is always a tough word for me uh, to there chat. There you go. I had to knock that one out of the park.
2: Yeah, you like, stumbled <laughs> on it six times, so we got there.
0: Uh, and you were down there, and like I said, Disney's trying something new. They're trying this thing called Social Fam. And uh, it's where they're inviting people down to really just post on social media about what they're experiencing. Uh, run me through your trip because, uh, one, where did you stay and uh, did you hit all four parks? And uh, we'll talk a little bit about kind of how your days look like because it's not your typical Disney vacation.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it, we did not hit all four parks. I actually uh, I had a roommate. I was with Jacob Moore. So uh, we were, we were roommates, roomies for a few days. And we stayed over at Pop Century. I wanted to stay somewhere I don't typically stay. Um, And at least with my family, we can't stay with five of us at Pop Century. So that worked out well. Uh, The first day I got in there was Saturday. Uh, Again, did something I never did before. We went to Animal Kingdom and we ate at Boma. That was my first experience there. That was really good. Uh, My family's not quite as adventurous, so it was good to do that. Um, And then later that night, we hit uh, jelly rolls because that's something Jacob has never done before. So I wanted to let him experience that. That was a good time. Uh, It was a late night. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and then we did a little bit of Disney Springs on on Sunday. We got to do hoop de doo with all the Away With Me travel agents, which was fun. Did a little little bit of drinking around uh, the monorail that night. And then Monday started our park days. So Monday was uh, Hollywood Studios and Epcot, and then yesterday was uh, Epcot and Magic Kingdom. So unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to get over to Animal Kingdom, but... Um, but again, the the whole point of the trip was to do things that we don't typically do, and just you know get a lot of pictures, a lot of info, a lot of video, so we could post to social media. They had certain hashtags they wanted us to use, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. I got to do a lot in the in the short period of time. I mean, I, I guess yeah, I, I had lots of fun, but it was definitely a lot of work, you know, because I was I constantly you know looking up info and, and and taking photos and stuff. So, but it was good. Oh,
0: such a hard, hard life uh, yeah. for our buddy Dan there. Yeah. Um, you know it's funny too because I was recording Patreon with Cat uh, not too long ago, and uh, she was on the last show. Loved having her on that Patreon episode. And my phone kept going off, and it was FaceTime from Dan, FaceTime from Jacob, FaceTime from Jamie. And I, I told him on the Patreon, so I said, you know, FaceTime is a very aggressive move. Like normally you can go text to call, then to possibly FaceTime. Like, I think if you it ask permission quickly, yeah. It's a lot like Mike, it's one of those things. Like if I FaceTime immediately, uh, even with us, I mean, we're, we, we've been like brothers for five years and, and FaceTime's, I told Dan, FaceTiming's is very aggressive, I
1: think you're kind of invading their space. Like, you know, I mean, i would made the mistake of FaceTiming you before and I've learned my lesson because most of the time it's been in the bathtub. So, um, and you will always answer it when you're in the bathtub. So I've kind of learned better that that's probably not a good idea. Uh, Dan, lesson learned. uh, The majority of the time, you don't want to be, you know, FaceTiming Justin. It's a, you know, life lesson here, buddy. Dave, it is literally like
0: if you were at your house, right? And so like right now, you're at your house, you doors are locked and everything, but then if I wanted to talk to you, instead of texting you, I just crawled in through the window <laughs> and just had a conversation with you right in the privacy right. of your house. Like
2: if if you're if you're FaceTiming me, it better be a life or death situation or something so unbelievably funny <laughs> that like I will lose my mind and it's never going to happen again and this is the only opportunity that I have to see it. Um, if, if it doesn't fulfill that criteria, why? What are you doing? No, no. <laughs> And no Facetime me. The best thing is they're all... Now, you know I'm better with a phone call. I don't text as much as some of you do. Like, I'm a... I don't know. I think I'm an older man from that point of view. I just... I love a good phone call. Just call me. Like, if it's going to take more than three messages in a text message, I don't want to do more than three text messages. Call me. I have no problem with you calling me. Some of those... You, you see, like... Um, you see... Uh, memes about like how people are like, oh don't call me. I'm like, yeah, I don't mind. Call me. I'm I'm good with it by all means. If I can answer, I'll answer. I want to talk to you. Um don't FaceTime me. That's
0: That's a lot, right? That's a it's a lot. lot. I was that's, I finally FaceTime the back whenever I was done. But they were all standing together. It's almost like they did this. They went, Hey, I'm gonna FaceTime Justin and somebody goes, That's awesome. Let's FaceTime him. Uh he didn't answer. And then two minutes later the person standing to the right went I think I'm going to try to FaceTime Justin. (laughs) He didn't answer. And then the person on the right went, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. He didn't answer. Well, Well, uh, Dave, Mel, your wife has um, combined text messages with phone calls, and she just leaves the audio messages on your phone. She
2: does. She does that a lot. That's her thing. I'm like, I can't get into that quite as much, but I don't mind it.
0: Yeah, yeah, she so, loves but it. But
2: my, well, and the other problem is that is that sometimes, like, it becomes a run on sentence with her, and Melanie will be talking and leaving you what would have been a quick text message. And then she has another thought halfway mm-hmm. through it, and it suddenly turns into a four minute. <laughs> audio message and i'm like i don't have four minutes to invest in this right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) they'll come they'll come through they'll come through last week she had a question about a cruise because you know she's she's going on a cruise and here's how it started it goes hey justin it's Mel. um i was just calling uh getting a hold of you to ask a question about online charlotte charlotte please sit down please sit down okay um, to ask you a question about the cruise, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and I'm like, Melly, <laughs> I've,
2: I've had that exact message <laughs> several times,
0: and I'm just listening to oh, it, dear. going, okay. And then by the time it's all said and done, really, the 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 question was, can I do my online check in at midnight? But that took about three and a half minutes to get out because she's going, correct, you can't come also over, that. and I'm like, I don't want to come over. She's like. You can't come up. You need a blinker to let you know so I can you can come over in my lane. <laughs> oh, you know. she does
2: like talking <laughs> to vehicles as well. Yeah, that's fun as well. Uh, Excellent. Well, I love it. Well, Dan, to I,
0: not
3: to attack you, but <laughs> we just are trying to teach you the but the how to do this. The etiquette. In my defense, num- number one, you knew we were all together going to Hoop-Dee-Doo. Now, unfortunately, this was pre-drinks before Hoop-Dee-Doo. This was beer and sangria at Hoop-Dee-Doo. And then we were at the Outer Rim on our first drink. Our judgment was a tad bit impaired at that point, and uh, in
2: that case, <laughs> I now understand, and I'm okay with you FaceTiming. Yeah, and like, FaceTime, I, it sounded uh, like a great idea, so it seemed like a good yeah. idea at the time. Yeah.
0: Well, and also you <laughs> um, know that you know everyone's there. You know you're going to be you have to be on, and so I like literally already had my ring light set up because I was recording. And so I just put my, my cell phone up in the ring light and just, and I ended up talking to the server, to the cast member there <laughs> and telling her stories. Amazing. You know. Fantastic.
2: Yeah. Wonderful. Um, Dan, really quickly, other than like all the fun things and obviously Hoop-Dee-Doo was amazing. Um, I assume the highlight of the entire trip was last night. Oh, without a doubt. Without, I mean, yeah, you it know, it's, really fun. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's
3: always great to sit there and listen to Dave basically hold court and just...
2: That's not what I was doing. Take over. That the is whole what time. you're doing.
0: Guaranteed. Yeah. hundred percent. I talked to Dan today and he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, he was holding, holding court. I said, I know. I said, he'll hold court. Even if no one's listening, he'll just stand there and talk. He'll just, you know, yeah, <laughs> it'll go out. Uh, well, awesome. Dan, I'm glad you had a good time. Um, Mike, please keep him, uh, keep, keep informing him how text messages work. Um, I know he's just moving on from the telegraph at his age, but But that brings us to our topic because you were just in Magic Kingdom. And look, there are some amazing places to eat around Walt Disney World and amazing places that tell stories while you're in the restaurants. But one place in particular may tell a story better than anywhere else on property. And I, of course, am talking about over in Fantasyland, in New Fantasyland, you can find a castle, but it's not Cinderella Castle. It is the Beast Castle, and it sits up there on a hill, but little did you know that you may have never known this, actually, that there is a restaurant inside the Beast Castle. You can enter it, and you can enjoy Be Our Guest. Uh, so tonight, we're going to do a DDP in-depth on Be Our Guest, the restaurant. We're going to chat about the history of it. We're going to chat about the menu and uh, give some little tips and tricks how to get the most out of your stay there Your, your uh, while you dine there. And uh, we're actually going to tell you if we think it is worth it for you to dine at be our guest on your next Disney vacation. So excited to get into this. Before we get into the history of it a little bit, let's go around and let's just,
1: uh, I want to know, have you guys eaten there? Uh, Mike, starting with you. It did, as a matter of fact. Uh, you know, uh, Be- Beauty and the Beast is one of Laura and I's favorite movies, and you know, I kind of got to see this built because you know we started going to uh, Disney back when Sammy was a toddler. You know, when she was basically just a few months old, so I got to see it change from Toontown to the new fantasy, you know, to the new Fantasyland expansion with uh, all of the stuff that came about with that. So uh, I have, and I know I've, I've, I'm guilty of it not posting pictures in the group as much, but uh, when I say things on the podcast, but I have a lot of pictures of that uh, being. Cons- constructed you know as it, as it turned out and we you know with the walls up and little by little by little and the first year that it was open it was a special year and it was uh it was kind of one of those special birthdays for Laura it was one of a momentous birthday it was one of those you know uh highlight number kind of birthdays I don't want to give away her age so I'm just going to keep it at that you never uh you know being the good husband that I am but we were able to get reservations there the first year that it opened up it was one of those really hard to get reservations and um we we ate there we had a really good time there um it's it's one of the few times we did eat there but uh we we enjoyed it I'm glad we were able to get that reservation
0: fantastic yeah I mean uh it's it's definitely a must do I think for a first time Disney guest as well uh Dave I'm guessing you've eaten there once or twice
2: Yeah, a a few times over the years. Um, I've eaten there on tour. I've eaten there um, uh, as a guest. Um, I've visited there many times, um, and I I enjoy it. There's some great stories to tell, and I'm really looking forward to this episode.
0: Fantastic. Dan, what's your history with this restaurant?
3: Uh, I have eaten there a number of times. Uh, I've eaten there for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. Uh, I have not experienced it with the new, you know, the signature portion of it with the prefix menu, um, but, you know, I we've loved going there. It was great when it was a quick service for breakfast and lunch. Uh, the food there was really good, and you got to, you know, get in the castle to be able to experience the different rooms in there, uh, and I thought that was great. I wish they would bring that back at some point, point. Uh, and then uh, back in, I think, 2018, we actually had dinner there, and that was before it was the signature restaurant that it is now, uh, and th- I thought the food was really good, and... Uh, The service there, the cast members were great, a lot of history, and you know, they just had a lot of fun facts to share with you while you were in there.
0: Uh, well, you know, Mike kind of alluded to it. This uh, this didn't used to be there. This was a part of the new Fantasyland expansion. Uh, it was at, in 2009 at the D23 Expo that Disney announced that they would be refurbishing Fantasyland, um, and they were getting rid of Snow White's Scary Adventures, and Toontown were permanently leaving, and they were also adding 26 acres to that area, which is pretty unique to add that much space over to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, it wasn't until December 6, 2012 that the area opened, and they actually did a soft opening on Be Our Guest Restaurant on um, on uh, November the 19th of 2012, which was really, really cool because you do not see that a lot with restaurants. You'll see it with attractions, but not a lot with restaurants. Uh, So people were able to go in and experience that. Uh, A couple little fun facts that I love is, you know, before we actually get into the restaurant and chat a little bit about it, is as you look up at the Beast Castle, I think, Dave, this may be the best use of force perspective we see on Disney property. Um, Sitting up on the hill is the Beast Castle. Whenever you're looking at it, although in the distance it looks like it's quite large, it is actually only 15 feet tall total, uh, the castle itself, which makes it, I think, one of the best uses of forced perspective on property.
2: Yeah, it's also quite an extreme uh, version of forced perspective. I mean, we use forced perspective uh, in much more subtle Uh, smaller ways um, on Main Street USA, um, the American Adventure Building over in Epcot. There's um, some great demonstrations of forced perspective. But the Beast Castle is, yes, quite an extreme demonstration of it. It really does um, take something that's relatively close and push it in such a way that makes it seem uh, very far away. And it's only when you get right up next to it that you go, oh, Okay, I see how they did that, but yeah, from a distance, it really does uh, escalate quickly from a force perspective point. My of
0: favorite view. thing is seeing the pictures, Mike. You kind of mentioned it of when they were um, building this area, and you would see the Imagineers standing next to the Beast Castle, and they're like half the height of the castle, which is pretty incredible. Um, yeah, I want to talk too because it's as we look around that area, there's a lot of things that help tell the story of beauty and the beast you know before you even make it into be our guest to have your dinner and i'm of course talking about gaston's tavern which is right there um and you can meet your best friend gaston usually right there outside the tavern uh really really a cool kind of addition right outside the beast castle to take you into the town itself to tell the story even more
1: yeah I love Gaston I've said before that's one of my absolute favorite meet and greets um I think he's one of the best characters. His personality is always great um you, you can have fun with him when he's over there uh those those the desserts that they have, those those huge cake pieces that they have at Gaston's, I've said that that's a meal in itself quite a few times. Um, I love it over there. I like going there. There's some great pictures, opportunities with a little fountain in the front. Um, so I, I always kind of wish they'd served an alcohol beverage there. I know that becomes one of those things, you know, alcohol or not. But uh, I think a, like a real Lafruz brew with maybe a little bit of you know rum in it or something would be very cool but either way it's still a great spot it's a great spot to get a nice snack too oh 100 uh dan also right before you go into the castle
0: you of course come through the village and you can take left right there and you can actually go in to enchanted tales with bell and you can enjoy some time in there uh hearing the story seeing you know letting the kids become a part of the story uh really another great addition with being able to meet bell herself there with those stories
3: Yep, uh, I've been in there a number of times, and actually it's funny you mention that, because when we were there uh, yesterday, I unfortunately didn't make it, but uh, Jacob Moore was hanging out with R.T. Reagan, and they had to go into that, because R.T.'s wife was uh, one of the photographers in the in, in, the, in the whole story time. So, and and I think Jacob and R.T. ended up being part of the show uh, for the whole uh, Bell's story time. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of funny. I'm waiting to see if he has pictures to share with us. Uh, but yeah, that again, that's just another cool, like whole story, you know, that kind of brings all of that together.
0: 100%. And Dave, you know, this through Enchanted Tales of Bell is such a great way to enter uh, the castle itself, you know, to be a part of that story. And uh, really, it makes it great. But let's go into the restaurant itself. And let's talk a little bit about the dining experience. I want to start with making reservations. You know, there are I would say the majority of restaurants on Disney property, you really do make need to make that advanced dining reservation at 60 days prior uh, to your arrival, you know, right there at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a must uh, make a dining reservation. But, Dave, I have seen it pop up recently as last minute options um, more often than not kind of uh, same day. I think that policy change to a two-hour prior, uh, to, you know, getting away from that 24-hour prior cancellation policy has really made it easier to get some of these really hard-to-get dining reservations.
2: It has indeed. Um, with the flexibility and versatility of a, of a day in Disney continuing to change and mold, um, we went through a period of time where so much of your experience was locked in. You were doing this park on this day. You had those fast passes booked well in advance. You had to be in this park. You knew what that was. And as a result, people uh, planned their dining around that. Now, you can get into a park and realize, hey, it's super busy over here. And maybe I want to do something different for the afternoon. But... Um, And I do have a dining reservation in this particular restaurant, in this particular park that I'm currently in. And now with that change in policy, I can move to a different park. And as long as it's two hours out, cancel at no fee, um, it really gives some great flexibility. And it also allows people that have then jumped over to that park whose day has shifted in a different direction to yours to suddenly go, great, now I need to find somewhere to eat. And we're we're seeing that availability pop up. Um, The the app uh, has got a lot better at being able to handle that much traffic. And so we're, we're definitely seeing some positives come out of that policy change.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great policy change. Um, as you approach, of course, right there at the front, there's uh, a couple cast members you can go to, and you can check in with your advanced dining reservation, or you can check to see if there are walk-up availability for that date and time uh, that you're looking for, which, hey, look, I, I always tell people, give it a shot. Like, walk up to these places and see, or check the app and see if they have walk-up available. Uh, you can check that through the app as well. But as you walk up, you will actually wait... Um, Um, You will walk down a pathway right there, kind of the moat, and you will wait outside those big, beautiful doors. Because the one thing they did, Mike, they may use forced perspective on the castle itself in the distance, but everything is kind of larger than life whenever you do enter the restaurant.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of the restaurants, especially – like. I think when you go to Cinderella Castle for the Cinderella Royal Table, I mean, you can kind of walk up. You go into the castle. A lot of times we did that. We would do the Bippity Boppity Boutique before, um, and you take that elevator ride up. But this has more of a grand entrance. This really has that feeling like you're walking to a castle, like you're, you're going down that long plank going over to the actual to the restaurant. Um, if you don't have a if you don't have a reservation there, you're really not going to get up close and personal with the actual re- you know restaurant because they're kind of stopping you in the beginning there. So I like the fact that you know you almost feel like an invited. guest kind of walking down that long pathway to get to the to the uh, the restaurant um, it's very unique because there's no other restaurant that really has that um, you know you've been kind of invited in you've kind of made it through the first gate and now you're ready to go in so it's uh it, it's it's a very cool thing to you know have that reservation and kind of be one of the lucky ones all right
0: let's get into it Three different dining rooms, right? Three different dining rooms. You have the ballroom, which is your first one you're going to see whenever you go in. Uh, Large and Live, Grandiose, it is literally right out of the movie. Um, It is beautiful. You also have the Castle Gallery, and then you have the West Wing and the Rose Room. Dave, I want to get into some specifics, because I'm sure you have stuff that you can add for these uh, with, with those. But I have to say, personally, I have never been able to eat in the West Wing or the Rose Room. 99% of the time, I am in the ballroom. That's where the majority of the seating is. Um, But I always go and explore. I always go into the West Wing and look around. I always go into the Castle Gallery and look around. Um, I think it's really unique that Disney did this, that they gave you uh, different options for whenever you do eat there, that you do have a different availability to eat in different scenes from the movie.
2: Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. They did such an incredible job of giving you those immersive environments. Um, As you mentioned, the main ballroom does hold more guests than any of the other, than the other two rooms. Uh, So it is more likely than not that you're going to dine in there. Uh, The Rose gallery is beautiful uh, with the hanging uh, pictures on the walls. um, And obviously that beautiful, um, uh, turning clockwork, um, image of bell and beast dancing, uh, that is over there. And then there's the iconic West wing and I have an unpopular opinion. (laughs) I've eaten in all three rooms. I like to see what I'm eating (laughs) Um, the lighting in West Wing is not great. Um, the, if you have small children, the thunder and lightning goes off every couple of minutes. Uh, it's quite an intimidating room. Uh, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I love going there to visit. Um, It's probably not my favourite. I think I might actually like the Rose Room more than the West Wing. Uh, I love being seated in the Rose Room, this uh, Rose Gallery. There's so much to see there, uh, so much to take in, uh, some great design options. Um, I love the main ballroom as well, of course. Um, It's one of those things where a couple of people decided on their... Blogs, vlogs, and YouTube channels uh, of Disney esque stuff. That oh my goodness, you have to go and eat in the West Wing. No, you don't. I, I, it doesn't. It, it, I just like being able to see what I'm eating. (laughs) I, I I
3: agree with you because again, like we talked about this yesterday. I'm going to be hiring Dave as my social media guy. And I take pictures of like everything that I eat cuz I post stuff, you know so I can can't share with people. You can't take pictures in there. You can't take pictures in there. It's terrible lighting. Yeah, I mean and like I said if you're eating in one of the other ballrooms or if you're eating in the ballroom in the, or in the other one, you can you can walk over to the to that room and and take some pictures and check it out and wait for, you know, one of the rose petals to fall and, you know, see the painting on the wall, but yeah, it's eating in there, it it it's
2: really dark. Super dark. Mike, have you eaten in the west wing?
1: Nope. Every time that I've eaten there, I've had the Grand Ballroom every single time. So I haven't had any uh. chance. I visited them all, especially on our first trip, because it was you know kind of the opening of the restaurant, and that was back. Luckily, then when um, you got to take a picture with the beast as you got to exit, so uh, oh, which that's obviously good. kind of went away. So we have that family picture as one of our you know main pictures. But nope, only the, I'm only a Grand Ballroom eater. I've uh, haven't been able to eat in the other two rooms yet. You know, and that's
0: you. You just mentioned it because I think that was such a massive draw to this restaurant was. You, whenever you were finished eating, you were able to then go and meet the beast and have your photo taken by a photopass photographer uh, with the beast. Also, Belle and the beast at certain times throughout your meal um, would. Be announced and come through the restaurant. Now they wouldn't go table to table and greet people, but they would come through the restaurant and wave, and you could do, you know, you could you could wave back or take photos of them, uh, things like that. That was such a huge key to that restaurant. Um, I think it really helped tell the story about it. Uh, as far as the the story, here's the one thing I love about the, the grand ballroom: is if you are fortunate enough to be seated towards the very back of the ballroom, it is snowing outside. Um, out the back window, it is Christmas time and it is snowing. And for those of us that live in the South, we don't get to see snow very often. And so that is kind of a very unique uh, perspective that you can see out those back windows. Um, I also, we're going to talk a little bit about food. I love that they do use some castle magic. Uh, to deliver certain things to your table, and we'll discuss how they get that done uh, coming up. Uh, Guys, anything else you want to add as far as the decorations themselves? I think in the ballroom, Look, the one thing you get is the Imagineers did not um, skimp on detail. As you look up, you have the mural from the um, you know from from the movie with the angels and uh, the sky. Uh, you have the large chandeliers. Once again, forced perspective is used. If you look up to that second story balcony, um, you know much smaller, but forced perspective is used to make it to where you can go up there as well. Uh, there are so many small intricate details that if you get up and look around and take your time, which look. I promote you to go do like go explore. This is normally at a restaurant. I'd be like, you know, kind of, it's weird to go walking around other people's tables while they're eating. Go explore. There's so much to see in this restaurant guys. Anything you want to add as far as decorative things that you might be able to, uh, check out your next time you're a BR guest.
2: Yeah. Um, I think they did such a great job, uh, particularly with that main ballroom. Um, It's an iconic scene from Beauty and the Beast where uh, they walk in to that ballroom and the the flowing draping lines in that animation style that was used during that time, um, the pillars um, and the, the the hanging chandelier, and also the fact that, yes, we know that during that similar time period in the movie, it is uh, winter and it is snowing outside. Tying all of those different design elements into that room, um, the use of the blue sweeping curtain I'm looking at uh Dan's background on his Zoom right now and uh, able to see it all right there in front of me while I talk about it. So um, it's great. Uh, The the way they captured that moment from the movie, uh, a scene that so many Disney fans know, even non-Disney fans, you don't have to be a huge fan of Disney to be like, this is an iconic moment in the Disney brand, um and then to recreate it as a dining room, they did a tremendous job. um you mentioned the cherubs, yes, on the ceiling um I actually have a weird little fun fact about them
0: All right cherubs is that the is that the name for a baby well, they, angel
2: they, they, it, sure, baby angels, cherubs, like we know what I'm talking about when I say yeah, baby that. yes. That's not some weird Australian word. Baby angels is not a terminology. But they're a little okay, cute, clear little that cute right baby angels. <laughs> they, they are. They are. They're little cherubs um, uh, that are uh, adorning the ceiling, uh, lying on clouds and all of that. Uh, the faces of those uh, images on the roof are actually, my understanding of it, the way it was told to me, is that the faces are... Uh, artistic interpretations of the children that belonged to all of the Imagineers that worked on it.
0: That's cool.
2: And so all of their children are actually then represented in the ceiling of Be Our Guest. Um, And so it's all of their kids um, have this little moment in uh the middle of b i guess that's really
0: neat i would do something unique though i'd make rally be like cross-eyed or something like that just so i could be like that's my kid (laughs) right right there that's the one and everybody
2: would go (laughs) that's his kid
0: (laughs) just just awesome um yeah mike it's it's such oh yeah go ahead dan sorry
2: i
3: was gonna say i have one and i don't know if dave can confirm or deny this but i read somewhere that uh, on that ceiling somewhere in the clouds is the only hidden mini in the park do you know anything about that
2: that rings a bell like it's something that I have been told where it is. I could not be certain, um, but there are lots of clouds up there, so I would assume that in some way, shape, or form. I'm trying to think if there's any other minis. Yeah, I, nothing that springs to mind. Yeah. I love it. I, I, well, you'll have to find uh, out. Without, without any other source material, I would be happy to agree with that. Uh, description.
0: Uh, now, let's chat for a little bit. As you know, um, the one downfall to Be Our Guest Restaurant is the fact that they have some of the worst restrooms on property. You can go back and check out our episode on the best restrooms on Disney property, uh, about a couple hundred episodes back. Um, they only have like one stall in the guys. It's not a good place to go. Uh, I've told stories before about being dressed as Olaf inside of that castle, and, and uh, the experience was a bit questionable um, at that time. Uh, Mike, it's it's such an amazing thing. You said, you know, you and Laura, this movie is so special to you. The fact that now you can go into this restaurant and be a part of the story that means so much to you is really, I think, what makes this unique compared to most Disney restaurants.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially, you know... I if you just went to arkashores and you had a little bit of a you know a princess experience obviously um this gives you a little bit more of a role playing you know because you're actually in the castle um going to arkashores is great because you get a lot of character you know uh, princess greets there um but, like I said, this with the details uh if you have a kid that or a child that really loves the movie and they really want to you know dress up as belle or you know dress up as a beast or one of the other famous characters from that, I think it's a great place to kind of do that and kind of really get into the moment because of all of the details that they put into that and from a lot of the things from the movies
0: Let's get into the meat and potatoes guys uh and when I say meat and potatoes, I mean French onion soups and pork chops um let's get into the menu itself and the price and our idea so I want before. Let's go back in history just a little bit.
2: I was going to say, let's, let's start, uh, let's let's start at page was, one. Because <laughs> uh, um, I see what uh,
0: you Uh So when the restaurant opened originally, this was a quick service for uh, breakfast and lunch. And uh, the, especially the lunch aspect for me was really great. Um, they actually, I think this was the first restaurant Disney implemented a, um, you could do an ADR for a quick service restaurant um first i think it's probably the first and only time that this has happened and um, you could actually make an adr you could go and you could order you'd order off screens uh right there as you went into the first room and then you would go to your table and your food would magically find your table um which was very very neat uh the way that did that with the carts and everything um i love this i want to go around really quickly dan did you have a chance to experience the quick service aspect of this
3: Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we 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 went there a number of times, and the only thing I really remember ordering, and I thought if I remember correctly, when you did your ADR, you could actually pick your you meal, could. like when you made your ADR, you so you could actually pre-order it, or you could do it when you got when you, when you went to go check in, and like I know they had like a roast beef sandwich there mm-hmm. that was absolutely delicious, and like I was so mad when they took that away, uh, but yeah, we we went there a number of times, and it, like I said, it was it was great because you could experience that whole ambiance of the beast castle. And, you know, you didn't have to, you know, have a full service, you know, spend an hour, hour and a half in a restaurant. It was pretty quick. So I'm kind of disappointed that went away, but you know, what are you going to do? Well, it's
0: one of those things too, Dave, it's like, I thought this was really a perfect situation. Um, because they knew how popular it was going to be to be able to go into the castle. And a lot of people didn't want to spend the money to go do... Because you know, when it turned to dinner, it now turns to a table service restaurant. At the time, dining plan was available. It was a two-credit dining uh, plan service, uh, table service meal. And a lot of people just didn't want to spend that kind of money. So this, the quick service aspect, gave them the opportunity to go into the castle and to enjoy a meal and to see the castle itself. Um, Now, at the time... For lunch, the Beats did not come out for a meet and greet. Uh, he was only there for dinner. He was not there for the quick service aspect of things, if I'm remembering correctly.
2: Yeah, and uh, it, was, it really was a great opportunity to give guests who wanted that immersive what, one hour, one and a half hour hour sit-down dinner experience to have it. But those people that were trying to keep their day moving and knew that their kid was going to have a chernobyl size meltdown if they stayed in the restaurant too long, um, the opportunity to, yes, move through it really quick. Um, I will say um, the moment that cart rolled up with food (laughs) the first time for me blew me away. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, is that now, if it happened right now, I'd be like, yeah, we can all do this. Like, I can tell you within a couple of, like, within about 50 feet where my wife's cell phone right. is at any given moment, she can do the same with mine. Like, but eight years ago, RFID and Bluetooth technology and things like that was nowhere near what it was. What, yep. Am I correct? Yeah, it was about, yeah, it was eight, about eight years that. ago yeah. that this opened? Yeah. Yeah. Um, was nowhere near what it is nowadays. Like, th- that has come such a long way in the last near decade um, that the moment that thing rolled up next to your table, you were like, whoa. Like, it was a real cool moment. Um, Now you go, oh, yeah, the Rose has a device (laughs) in it and it tells you where you are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but at the time, I literally thought, this is amazing. The future. We're in the Jetsons right now. This is incredible. (laughs) Um, Mike, the quick service aspect, I loved it. I wish that this would return. I thought this was a really great opportunity to get... Look, look, we've all said it. For the Magic Kingdom to be the flagship park of Walt Disney Company and Walt Disney World... um, you know, outside Disney, Disneyland, while Disney World. Uh, this is really the flagship restaurant. And the fact that people were able to go to this restaurant and enjoy it as a quick service during the morning and during the afternoon, I think is a really, really unique idea. And I'm surprised it didn't stay
1: yeah i'm I'm kind of disappointed in that because I never got to experience the quick serve aspect of it. I only got to do the uh you know the the main dining plan um we we never got that chance um I know breakfast has gone yep. away right- post covid so there's no there's no breakfast now whatsoever um so that that's one of the things that's you know maybe we'll you know we've been seeing a lot of things coming back you know recently little by little and just kind of chipping away at certain things and What's maybe that? that will come back um <laughs> yeah, chicken <shipping away. laughs> oh, i know what i walked into on that one <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> never mind people never mind it's a whole different show um but yeah no i uh I'm, I'm i'd love to see that come back i know that you know we've always talked about this a million times before also that you know magic kingdom isn't always the best when it comes to dining so to kind of lose something when it comes to dining especially breakfast because there's not a lot of breakfast options in the park um I'd like to see that
0: return. Yeah, 100%. Well, let's get to why I believe it did go away. Um, and overall, I believe it's an aspect of money. Uh, so now <clears throat> Be Our Guest gets turned into a prefixed menu. Um, and Disney is, Disney has really gone this way with a lot of their restaurants. Uh, we, we see California Grill that way now. Um, you know, and and I just, I, you know, I still can't wrap my head around it, but that's the way this restaurant is. And so let's get into it and let's discuss it. So we're talking about now for lunch and dinner, um, either one, it doesn't matter what time of the day you're going. That price is going to be $67 per adult. Um, and that is, of course, that's not just adults, that is for, for a Disney adult, you know, it is 10 and over. So if your child is 10, um, $67 for ages 10 and up. for children ages three to nine. Um, No cost for under the age of three um, as they go. So um, this is a pretty expensive meal when you look at it. If you're a family of four with two adults and two children walking in the door, uh, you're about $220 before before taxes and before um, gratuity. Uh, that's a pretty expensive meal for, for, uh, even for Disney standards, but that gets us into talking about the food itself, um, and the story that you get along with it. So let's, let's just talk price for a second, guys, being realistic. When I look at Disney dining, the one thing Disney has for me, and I'll be interested, Dan, to hear your thought. One thing Disney has for me is they have a lot of great high-end restaurants. And what do I mean? California Grill, Citrico's, Topolino's, um, uh, you know, um, Narkozy's, perfect. That's exactly what I was trying to get to. Uh, there's some, some great ones, really, really great yeah. ones, where the food standard is so, so high, and I don't mind paying these types of prices. With that said, when you hear that for your family of five now, because your boys are all over the age of 10, uh, you're looking at $70 times five, um dude you're you're almost 400 dollars in on this on this meal
3: well the biggest problem i have is the is the prefix menu that that's the thing that kills me like i i don't i'm not a big fan of the buffets at disney and then the prefix menu because in my opinion it's it's ultimately it's too much food uh my my kids aren't going to have a an appetizer an entree and a dessert my wife's not going to eat that much I'll probably eat that much. But <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting <laughs> for that. Let's be honest, <laughs> but but I mean, you're, th- that's the thing. Especially if you go in the summertime, you're in a theme park. It's hot outside. You don't want to go overstuff yourself in in a restaurant. So I mean, it almost seems like you know they're just you're just overpaying for food that you're not going to eat. So that's what really kills me on this. Is I wish they you know I I I would be all for them having you know a, a regular menu and have it be really expensive. But if I don't want to order an appetizer, I could just order a nice fillet and with a side and be done. I don't need a dessert either, so that that's what I don't like.
0: Well, you know, Dave, for me, like the way Katie and I do this, you know, typical restaurants at Disney is we'll order an appetizer for the table. Her and I will split an entree, and then we may get a dessert for the table, just because you know, like like Dan said, we're just not going to eat that much food. This takes that off the table.
2: Yeah I mean you you've already paid for it up front. That's like it's coming to the table. Um, it does, yeah. The, the prefix menu is the way Disney seems to be leaning right now. Uh, we've seen it uh, take over a number of extremely good dining options. Um, and it has changed the restaurant game. Um, maybe not necessarily for the better, depending upon your point of view of it. Um, so, yeah, it takes that flexibility out of it um, that we were talking about a few moments ago. So, um, it is uh, unfortunate for those people that um, don't enjoy that uh, particular style of dining. That yeah, this is this is well, what especially it is. even being
0: a local. I mean, I doubt you and Mel at any time are going to go, hey. You know what, we're gonna let's go to the Magic Kingdom tonight and let's go to be our guest. Because you're not gonna go, hey, let's go spend two hundred dollars. And
2: and before but like before that's a lot. you could have taken
0: the girls. Like you can find you know them, what I mean? and yeah. you could have done that experience.
2: And done a quick service. Yep. Um and yeah, like and particularly how much was 39. the child rate? Thirty nine dollars. I
1: mean It's a lot of mac and cheese.
2: Yeah, that's a lot for, <laughs> ma- for mac and cheese. You're right. You are 100% correct. And I, at the moment, my three-year-old eats nonstop. Um, but Charlotte is going through a picky phase where she's like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm like, you ate this yesterday. What what happened now? Um, so where so you're like, yeah, do I want to spend uh, plus taxes plus gratuity that $39 suddenly jumps to what nearly 60 or so by the time every, all of that's done just for her. Um, 60, 65 bucks just for her. Probably not worth it for her to then be picky and be like, I don't want to eat this. Well, and
0: there's some, here's the thing there's, Mike, there's other prefix menus on Disney property I don't mind spending the money for. Perfect example Hoopty Doo. Hoopty Do is even more expensive than this, and I'll do it every single time I go if I can get tickets. Why? Because it's one of the best shows. I'm getting something else on top of the prefix menu. Also, I'm getting all you can drink. You know, and I mean like there's added benefits to that. So it's not even that I don't I don't mind the prefix menu aspect of this, and I'm interested to get your take. I mind the $67. If this was a forty yeah, Dave, go ahead. If this was $49 for an adult, $24, $24 for a child, I'd do it all the time.
2: Also, you just mentioned that you're getting a show. We've now lost the mm-hmm. meet and greet out of the Be Our yeah. Guest restaurant. Like the beast walks through and waves. Cool. No picture. Like you used to, you used to get it's, a big bear he's hug got, and like. He's and got people around him. No pictures, people. No he's, pictures. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a security team now. Like he just walks through and waves and acknowledges everybody, which is great. But you're now paying more and yeah. getting less from the entertainment I have that
0: tattooed actually uh on me and it says Bob Chapik under it so it was good yeah I I was yeah (laughs) oh there okay Mike I mean kind of nailed it I I don't mind paying the price um if I'm getting something for it but for me and we're gonna get into the menu so and look I don't ever want this if you've never done it I think every every Disney fan should do it at least once and we'll get into we'll get into that in the future um but Your true opinion on a prefix meal, not just be our guest, prefix meal at Disney and the way they're kind of leaning, it seems like, with more of their high-end restaurants.
1: Well, I think you're right. I think with certain restaurants it fits the mold. I think with this one it doesn't. I think when you have a restaurant that kind of caters towards you know children or you know to to young adults who want to kind of fantasize and be in that castle, I think you're kind of playing on their idea. You know, you you're kind of playing to the parents that we're going to force you to do this because you want to do it for the kids. Um, that's my negative aspect of it. But in, in essence, you know, if you have a child that loves Beauty and the Beast and wants to be Belle, you know, what's better than bringing her in? And if he's paying a little extra money for you know for a mac and cheese, but if you know, if your daughter's happy because she got to, you know, dress like Belle and walk to the castle and see one of her heroes like the Beast, then I think it's, you know, I think it's good on that aspect. Do I like the price fix? Certain restaurants, like you said, it's well worth it. Uh, am I crazy about it in a place like California Grill when you can mix and match and maybe do some other things? No, not really. Am I crazy about it in a restaurant like this? No. But like I said, hope you said, Hoopty Do Review is a great place to yeah, have that it, 100%.
0: And, uh, and it, it, you know, let's talk a little bit about what you do get for the price. Um, like I said, $67 per adult. And that's ages ten and up, thirty nine for children age three to nine. Um so let's let's roll through the menu just a little bit. I'm gonna roll over to the dinner menu. Um but they are the same. It doesn't doesn't matter which one you're doing. Um so whenever you do it, you do get to choose one appetizer, and this is per paying adult um as you go. And it, it is a French onion soup. Um you can do a, do- a duck and pork terrine um uh, with house pickles, frisee, frisee, frisee? Frizé. Freezy. Yes. Freezy. Uh, and a whole grain mustard. Um, escargot de something. Um, baked in garlic herb butter with baguette. It's like Jay's back <laughs> on the show. Um, potato leek soup. Uh, truffle potato chips and leek fondue. and Or an endive and R- Roquefort cheese salad.
2: Roquefort.
1: Nothing makes me happy What is so it that you're going to read <laughs> Roquefort. Roquefort. Uh, endive
0: and Roquefort cheese salad. Um, where you get pear gastrico and uh, toasted walnuts and champagne vinaig- uh, vinaigrette. I got that word. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> you did
2: great. Um, we at this time we DDP today would like to apologize <laughs> to any French speaking. I took spaniel, okay. uh, and, um, <laughs> um And we hope you enjoy your crappy so Suzette. So with- not- or <laughs> divorce are not
0: served at this restaurant. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about the appetizers a little bit. Look, I know whenever I go, it's always the French onion soup. Guys, if you're getting one of the appetizers, what stands out to you, Mike?
3: Or I in. love yeah. I love a good French, French, onion, French onion. onion. Yeah, I love a good French onion soup. Absolutely.
1: 100%. I love French onion, but some some reason that duck and pork kind of uh kind of mm, that or the potato leek soup. I don't know. I'm usually a French onion guy, but I might experience nice. something different this Dave? time.
2: Uh I have had the French onion soup on many visits there. Um, I have also branched out and tried some other things. Uh, I think if we're comparing French onion soups, I do prefer the one oh, it's at so Chef good. de France. It is so good. It's so good. Like, but it, it, and here's the thing. The one at Chef de France is being made by a Frenchman. <laughs> like, they, like you've you got to give them certain credit on that. Um, but... Um the French onion soup right there at B I guess does hold up well. I like a good uh, French onion good soup.
0: Job. Makes me happy. A little chilly here today. I could have gone for a French onion soup. Um the closest i ever come to choking though. Was on the cheese and French onion soup. The closest I ever came to what? choking in my life. You ever you ever okay, eat cheese like good. that and it gets stringy and gets choked? That's mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Um uh, moving on, <laughs> talking about entrees. Did did he say good? Who? Dave? <laughs> Probably, Dave he, said, probably yeah. he probably did probably yeah. did yeah.
2: good. <laughs> good. <laughs> no, I, I stand by one, my d- did I. Uh, let's talk off? about
0: entrees. Uh, the Duroc pork chop. It's a double smoked bacon, sweet potato lyonnaise and Dijon mustard sauce. You can do the trout Armandine. um, It's got crabs, smoked almonds, haricots uh, verts. I have no. If you gave me if you gave me ten thousand guesses, I could not tell you what a haricot vert is. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't... There is no <laughs> shot. There is not a chance in France. Vert is... what I did
2: there? Vert um, uh, is the French word for well, greens. Uh, so so did, what, did the hericots grow greens, it? So.
0: Okay, here you we go. What, um, and lemon down. butter brown sauce, or brown butter sauce. Um, you can also... Oh, no. <laughs> you can also do the... <laughs> Vadouvin spiced vegetables, a crispy corn cake with Vadouvin coconut jus. Um it's a plant-based offering there.
2: Wait, you get you get jus? It's J U S. I got this. <laughs> just I I totally had that coming out as just.
0: <laughs> I like ah jus, so I uh, I was good. That's the That's one I got. The one you um, get or you right. can do the center cut oh. filet mignon it has Yukon Gold potato puree and a smoked tomato bernaise sauce. I order this one because I can say it. Um, I do. Or you get the last one? A roasted poulet uh, rouge, rouge. Rouge. I'm gonna say rouge because it's French. Rouge chicken, <laughs> um, celery root puree, <laughs> roasted root vegetables and Pinot Noir jus. I know all those words at the end, um, guys. Talking about entrees, I always do the filet. Uh, Dave, where are you going?
2: um i was i was not focused because i was laughing at your uh inability to um attempt a second language um i i think it's like the second most spoken language in the world anyway um no sure french isn't Just no an um no it's, it's not way the up second the most
0: list. spoken language i would say spanish is the second most spoken
2: language Finally, there was a digital device with access to all the. I'll look it up. You tell me world. what you're eating. Um, have they got rid um, of the lamb?
0: So they do not have the lamb anymore.
2: Ah, uh, the lamb was great. That was my go-to. I um, oh, no, it is down the list. I apologize. I still. Where's it think at on the list? Terrible for murdering it. I bet it's not even. I bet it's not even in the top seven.
1: English, Mandarin, Hindi, Spanish, French—not <laughs> even close,
0: Dave. <laughs> See, this one's this one. I've got well, a different Chinese list. I've got top ten most. languages by number of native speakers. I got Chinese yeah. first, Spanish next, English next, uh, uh, Arabic.
2: Native speakers then Hindi, an interesting then, thing, then Bengali, like, like, then
0: Portuguese, uh, then Russian, then Japanese. Ooh.
2: I mean, it's one of the, I mean, what it's is the Landa? only other language that the... It's number um, 10. Um, it's the only other language that the Olympics speak um, because they what? were created by... Are you making things up? Um, Pierre de Couperton. All right. No. Oh, here we go. French is... You oh, Google so if we're that. not anyway, doing that, though, um,
0: French is sixth with 274 million okay. total speakers.
2: Anyway. Um, yep. Yeah, so what are you eating? Anyway. It's without uh, without the lamb there. Yeah, I'm probably yeah, got to go going the fillet. The
0: uh Mike, how about you, buddy?
2: Yeah, the fillet. Ah, uh, the filet. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, right. It's like I'll take the
0: take the fillet, please. Uh fillet. medium well. <laughs> 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 That's Katie. Uh Dan, how about you, buddy?
3: Yeah, I I'm pretty sure when I went there for dinner now that it wasn't prefixed, I did have the fillet and it was really good. I I'm I'm a fillet guy. I'll go with that medium rare. And uh, and I vote that we do more restaurant uh, menu reviews and having Justin. <laughs> Are we going over to Morocco the for the next
0: one? As
2: well. Could w- <laughs> that could just be an entire like I'm side project I'm tired. I'm tired of, of DDP? Is no, no. That's part of it. Tie Justin I I reads love it. Oh, dig- <laughs> like, not okay, even. Okay, so this an has nothing to Justin. do with this
0: with Disney. <laughs> So let's chat though. So for patron, Katie oh, came God. up with an idea last night. Um because we were watching the new Are we we've been watching Trying on on Apple TV and uh, oh. on in like season 3, one of the wives, her husband's been trying to be a writer forever and he's just horrible at it. And so she becomes a writer. And Katie was like, "You should be a writer." So I started writing I, I wrote like just a paragraph about like her and it was just hilarious. Like it was so funny. And she was like, you guys should each write <laughs> one page in a book that you would write. Like you could be about anything and then have to read it out loud. Um, And it was, trust me, it was classic. All right, moving on.
2: Yeah. This is going to end bad. Let's go. Let's get back um, to the talk. So,
0: <laughs> moving on. Uh, I want to go through the kids appetizers first before we do desserts. Um, Like I said, $39. This is for your kids. They get to choose one of these. They can either do an iceberg iceberg wedge salad with ranch dressing, a fruit and cheese.
2: Because so many small children I know love a good iceberg wedge salad.
0: (laughs) A fruit and cheese plate. Or this is my favorite, a house-made peach applesauce. Okay, so we're either going a wedge of lettuce, um, a fruit and cheese plate, or some applesauce. Um, For entrees, they can do a grilled beef tenderloin. Uh, this is where you're getting your tenderloin at. And um, it comes with a uh, two selections and one dessert. Um, so they get uh, two selections of, okay, so here's the entrees. Grilled beef tenderloin, either a pan seared chicken breast or house-made macaroni and cheese. Then they get their selection. They get any two of these. They get sautéed zucchini, french fries, steamed green beans, wild rice, or sweet potatoes. Then they get one dessert, and that is either seasonal fruit and a freshly made yogurt dip or a dessert trio. Why are the kids' helpings something that you would see like a bodybuilder eat before they're about to cut weight?
3: <laughs>
1: because it's $40 <laughs> mac and cheese. <laughs>
2: um not only that, house-made mac and cheese, does that just mean somebody it's, in a look, house made the craft mac look, and we, cheese? I guess I made
0: homemade <laughs> mac and cheese because I we I heated up like a cup of mac and cheese earlier today. Listen, if you do not let this episode steer you away from Be Our Guest. We're having fun with it.
2: No, <laughs> go enjoy it. I really but this enjoy is, it.
0: You know, it, it. When you talk about $40 for a kid and you know these are the choices, it's hard to wrap your head around sometimes. So let's go back to the adult desserts really quick.
3: Yep. But like, Let me say something real quick, Justin, though, because I know we're complaining about the the price and, like, hey, if you have an 11-year-old, you're paying $67. Now, I don't know about you guys, but, like, my boys, like Emmett and Finn, they didn't, like, when they were younger, they didn't eat anything. They ate, like, little birds, like, and there was no way I was going to pay for an adult entree for them. But most of these restaurants, you know, maybe back when there was a dining plan and you were on the dining plan, it was different. But if you weren't on the dining plan and you went in there and said, "Hey I need two kids menus and two adult menus they wouldn't question you so if, if I had kids that were twelve years old and they wanted to order off the kids menu they would let you know
0: and then we do the same thing with Riley so sometimes we, we, we cheat right. the system and she's for nine sure. you know instead of ten because um, yeah. she's just not gonna eat that much food um, for the for the adults you uh, whenever talks about dessert you get a dessert trio so a lemon jam macaroon Um chocolate tart with gray stuff crisp pearls and white chocolate wafer a dark chocolate truffle um filled with dark chocolate grand marnier ganache or a vanilla cake with lemon curd with fresh berries and strawberry meringue um can i give you my unpopular opinion the gray stuff is disgusting
2: And this is how Justin <laughs> Souter got canceled. Like you can't just say things like that, okay? Like that's offensive <laughs> to people. Um, the grey stuff is delicious. Yeah. If you don't believe me, yeah, there's people uh, you can ask. D- Mike, <laughs> Mike, back me up on this. Yeah,
1: the
0: the pizza over Mike there, back there is me up that great. Back me up on this. You know the grey <laughs> stuff is it's it's icing with great
1: food coloring. It's thank it's you. It's not good. It's I tried it because I said, Oh, yeah, you're in the castle, you have to have the gray stuff. Yeah. It's not I was good. like, Eat the gray stuff. It's not good. Just like Dave, like you said, the pizza mm-hmm. over there I, is not that
0: good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, as far as desserts though, I, I like the actual to... cake that it comes with. I just will take the gray stuff off. We typically put it on a plate and Riley eats it. Um the actual gray stuff. We'll eat the cake, the little, you know, the the, the chocolate tart underneath. Um
2: Well, that's why you're eating it wrong. You meant to eat the two no, of them together. I just don't like
0: I don't like, like, I don't like sugary other. stuff, in case you haven't noticed. I don't eat a lot of sweets. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. because you think you sweet guy that Those, those sour are, the one, it's not Sour Patch kids, kids. Okay, It's chewy sweet hearts. What, what is two, it?
2: It's gummy bears. Chewy sweet <laughs> oh, Two I don't like sweet stuff. Those are like sour. I'm, I'm sorry. Right,
0: I like sour, not sweet.
3: <laughs> um, Dan, how are you on the desserts, man? Is this,
0: uh, this a go-to?
3: I mean, maybe the last time... I was there. I was just drunk on Disney, but I'm going with the gray stuff. You like it, so I want I want the chocolate tart with the gray stuff. Yes, I'm, I'm in the castle. I Dave, you
0: know stuff. Dan's a QVC guy. Like he's the type of guy if he's watching, he's just he's on board. <laughs> you know, it takes two minutes for him just to be like, I do need that sham wow guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's all in.
2: Um, I I I really enjoy the gray stuff. I I. It was their iconic dish, um, and they do a good job with it. And um, I, I will not hear, I will not hear these um, unpopular the one, opinions. Yeah, good. Um, what's your What's your email address for DDP? Uh, DDP today?
0: today at gmail.com is the one, or my my personal one
2: excellent if you could all please send him an email telling him how wrong he is like and he he needs to hear it from all and like we'll get some people that will post in the facebook group to be like oh yeah i really like it and he just doesn't justin. pay attention team to justin I need all right hashtag the great stuff stinks and mike too team Justin and mike, and mike, mike. i agree team og
0: ddp no. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Silly opinion held um, by millions. This is coming from the guy with, a with the figment uh, thing. Um, here we go. Uh, specialty cocktails. One thing you can do <laughs> if you do need a beverage halfway through your day and you have a dining reservation, you can, of course, go in and have some beverages. Uh, they do have specialty cocktails. French 75. They have a, uh, a Boulevardier, and they also have a Bloody Mary. And then, of course, you can get different champagnes, wines, beers, ciders, all that good stuff. And, of course, non-alcoholic drinks are included with the price of the meal. Um, guys... You know, overall for me, this is a beautiful restaurant. It's one of the restaurants on property I think that tells a story better than any other restaurant really does. Um, and that has it completely 100%. going for it. Mike, you said yep. it perfectly. If your kids are into Beauty and the Beast, or if you're into Beauty and the Beast, and you want to make this a highlight of your day, at no point should money be the driving force to why you don't do it. You know, you can you know move stuff around and and make this a priority for your day. This is something you definitely want to do. Um but we of course always we've said it since the beginning since episode 1 we always give your honest opinion. And so I want to go around the table and I want to get your honest opinion. We're going to try something new and we're enlisting the help of our DDP today family to come up with a name with this. Anytime we do a DDP in, today in depth on either quick service or table service restaurant, we are going to give you a scale on should you or should you not eat at that restaurant and plan for it for your next meal. Uh a one, of course, would be, no, you can skip it. It's okay. Uh and we will go all the way to a ten, being a if you skip this, you're having a horrible Disney vacation. Um we'll go we'll go that extreme. Uh but we do need a name for it. So throw it out in the group, throw us out the name, and if you uh, choose it, congratulations. You just added something to the show and we will use it every time we do a DDP in depth on either a quick service or a uh restaurant. So I'm gonna go around the table and let me get you from one to ten. One being nah, skip it. Two uh, or ten? Yep, if you do it, you're running your vacation. Dan, where you at?
3: Are we using only, only whole, whole numbers? numbers yeah,
0: here? yeah. I my brain is fried trying to do fifth grade math downstairs. So,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. Like I said, I ate here a couple of years ago before it was the prefix menu, and the food was really good. So, again. But I do have to take into account the, the prefix menu, the, the cost of going there. So with that being said, I'm going to give it a 7.
0: A
1: 7. Uh, Mike, coming to you next. Uh, I'm going to go with a 5. I'm going to say 1 and done. I'm going to say it's an important thing to say. Check off your Disney bucket list. Say you did it. Um, but I think that you can find better deals out there when it comes to having a good meal with some better food. So I'm we'll go with a 5 on that one.
2: Here's the thing. Dining inside Magic Kingdom um, does n- for table service sit-down options, there isn't a huge amount of them. And they're, when compared to other dining options across Disney property, they possibly don't rate as well. However, the atmosphere, the story comes into play here. Um, uh, it's... It, it, I'm immediately jumping to Mm. skip a canteen, in my opinion. I like the food more, Um, but the food is not terrible as we've just discussed we said oh we can find something on that menu that we like the french onion soup where the 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 filet is great there's there's options available i've had the pork as well i meant to mention and um really enjoyed it so there are some uh good quality food offerings available there um i'm going seven as well (sighs) I, I I want it want, I wanted the half point uh when Dan asked for clarification okay. on that cuz I think this could have been a 7.5 um uh, so um but yeah I'm I'm I am it a leaning seven more well. towards
0: Mike I think that this is a it is a must do um if you've never done it and you are a Disney fan you're a Be- you're a uh, Beating the Beast fan um and you're a Disney Parks fan I think the everyone should try it but I also think there are better options. I think Skipper Canteen's a perfect one. I think it's a better option to take a break, and yeah, pl- and take a break. Jump on the monorail. Jump on a boat. Go to one of the uh, resorts. Go over to Wilderness to Artist Point, where you're going to spend less money um, for what I consider better food and have a character interaction. Uh, I'm actually going to give this a four um, on my list. So I am right there with Mike, and I'm going to give it a four out of ten. Uh, as far as restaurants, my honest opinion. Saving. As far as that goes.
3: Now you you said that was DisneyDadJustin <laughs> yeah. at gmail.com. Correct. Okay, okay. Correct. Okay. Blow it up,
2: <laughs> let him know. Um uh, the, these these sorts of opinions will not be tolerated. Facebook doesn't count, emails. Make it happen. <clears throat> hey, you know, guys, I had a great this?
1: time talking about the, uh, the, the, the the castle tonight. You know, be our guest. Great restaurant. We gave you our opinion on it, what we should do or should not do. But the most most important thing, I think, if you're going to have that great dining experience and you're going to be there in the castle, take some fantastic pictures. We talked about some amazing things that we got to see in that restaurant. So post them on our Facebook page because we have an amazing Facebook group and it brings you to my favorite thing every week, and that's Picks of the Week.
0: Picks of the, Picks the Week. Of the Picks of the, Picks the Week. Of the week time for it's us,
3: time
1: to, for get us to get of the our Picks of the Week. All right, Dan, you had a great few days in the Magic Kingdom. Why don't you tell me what your Pick of the Week is?
3: Uh, yeah, my Pick of the Week is going to go out to Adam Carter. He, he posted, to, actually just today, uh, he said, we are racing towards our Disney vacation. has a picture of Lightning McQueen, 95 days to go. Uh, I'm feeling the pain now because I just left uh, this morning, so I have a little bit of the Disney blues, and I want to go back. Uh, thankfully, we do have a trip planned in July, uh, over to Disneyland. So at least I do have something to look forward to, just like uh, Adam does. So that's definitely my pick of the week. I love those uh, posts about uh, pre-trip and you know
2: counting down. Very cool, great trip. Uh, Dave, why don't you tell me what your pick of the week? Um, so I, uh, a former entertainment uh, with Disney. Um, I love some, uh, throwback photos to some characters. And so I am picking Sarah Lynn, uh, Sarah Castano, um, with, uh, some great throwback photos to, um, I I think I even asked when it was, hold on a second, um, approximately the year 2000, um. Uh, she had some photos with uh, Chip and Dale, uh, Susie and Perla, even some rare rabbit making an appearance. But my favourite was uh, uh, Captain Phoebus and Cloban. So cool. Uh, from, uh, so cool. Like uh, face character meet and greets that you cannot get now. Um, not only that, I'm also i fairly certain that within one of those photos, um, my wife has uh, a friend that still works in Disney Entertainment that uh, you can see, and like a literal friend. Um, so um, that she, uh, I was like, that seems like a familiar face. It's just a lot younger than the way that I've met him. So um, some very cool photos, making some uh, appearances there. And we do love a good throwback photo um, on on the DDP Today uh, Facebook page.
0: Very cool. Justin, what do you got for me? What's your pick of the week? Yeah, I'm actually going to head over to our patron side over there at that patron Facebook group. Um, if you're not a member of the patron, go right now, click that link below for the little $2 a month to become a part of our patron family. Get access to that special Facebook group uh, and access to the special episodes that are added on to every single episode you are listening to right now, which are always a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going with McCoy J. Uh, Took our seven-month-old on his first Disney trip. Went to Disneyland for a few days. Of course, had to get a picture with lightning since his name is Hudson. I Absolutely love the photos. Looks like had an absolute blast. And There's
1: nothing better than those memories that you all are creating. So great pictures. Thanks for sharing. Very cool. Uh, My pick of the week is going to go to Scott Tipperman. And it says that he was thumbing through some old photos and found some gems and some great photos they were. Looks like he had a blast on his trip. And, Scott, you have my pick of the week.
3: Hey, I want to throw throw something out there too. This is really isn't a pick of the week, but uh, Justin posted this uh, a couple of days ago. You know, l- last week we did our, our our bracket challenge for Mickey, and then we decided to do our our, our, our NCAA brackets. And Riley's in first place. She knows right her now. basketball. Are you kidding man. me? She's killing. She is killing everyone right now. Well, we had That's to, uh, we had
0: uh, as a kid to her to stay in this house. We used to, instead of watching like uh, Mickey Mouse clubhouse, we would put her in front of the TV and she would just watch basketball constantly. So, uh, it really worked out really well. Uh, Look, I tell you yeah. what, speaking of that, we've got some amazing groups out there. The groups that you can go, you can be a part of. Um, we, of course, talked about the Patreon group. We also have Disney Drinks with the DDP Today, a Disney podcast uh, drink group. We don't just do alcoholic drinks, we do mocktails over there, too. People are posting their recipes and ideas of how you can keep a Disney in your house. Uh, over on that side. We, of course, have the DDP Today Sorcerer's Running Family. Go join that one as well. Make sure to go check out our other shows too. We, have, of course, our brand new uh, buddies over at Two Men in the Mouse. Make sure to go ke- check out Kevin and Pete over at their Facebook group. And then if you love the news, DDP Today News with Cat Dupree uh, comes out and uh, always does a great job rolling through the Disney news there. Uh, guys, lots of fun uh, talking about Be Our Guest, talking a little bit about Dan's Trip, and talking about you know, what we think about this amazing restaurant inside of uh, the Magic Kingdom. And like I said, yes, you know, it may not have gotten a score that everyone is going to jump for joy about. But I do think this is a must do. If you've never done it, I think you should experience it because, like Dave said, the food is good Um, and uh, the ambiance is second to none. So make sure to go over there. Check that out. And, of course, if you do not want to have to wake up at 6 a.m. to book those hard-to-get dining reservations, get a hold of us. Show it away with me, travel.com, and we will take care of you at no additional cost to you. Uh, Excited about that. Guys, let's uh, let's close this up. I remember saying these magic words before we recorded that said, hey, guys, I think this show will run about 45 minutes, and we're running on about an hour and
3: 20. So
0: let's close it up so we can head over to the patron (laughs) side. Start with you, Dan.
3: Uh, no, great show. I'm, I'm glad I am glad I made it. I didn't think I was going to make it because I was so tired today. Uh, but man, I, I just want to give a shout out to this group. I, I had such a great time last night. I don't think I've been to Disney. The last few times I've been to Disney, I'm always meeting up with someone from the DDP. And I had an amazing time last night. Uh, you know, I, I wish I could have stayed longer. I wish we could all stayed longer. But unfortunately, we all had our separate ways to go this morning. So, you know, we had to close it up. You know, I think it was like after 11 o'clock last night. But again, uh, it, it makes my experience at different at Disney every time I go a little bit different because again I'm I'm seeing different people all the time. So it's yeah, great. and I love that's. I love
0: there's not a better picture. Um, if we didn't really pick each other, I would have picked your picture because seeing Craig and Rick and Corey and you know all the away with me travel peeps. Uh, and there was someone else there. I can't remember
2: who it was. Oh, Dave. <laughs> uh, closing words, buddy. Hey. Yeah. Um, it was so much fun to catch up with, uh, just a group of people sitting around, um, having a drink, having a laugh, telling stories. Um, it was wonderful. And, uh, that said the other thing that I was reminded of last night is what an important part. And I know that you sometimes get sidetracked on this and I don't need this to turn into another 25 minute discussion, but, um, which Justin would, of course, never do. Um, but um, we had an amazing server oh, yeah. last night. We had a couple that rotated through, um, a guy named Matt and then a woman named Lexi um, over at the Enchanted Rose, and they both did a great job. Um, like Lexi even changed out a glass to make Craig feel more manly with his drink <laughs> choice. like. And it was just those little, little details that really, really uh, made it stand out. Walked away being like... A great interaction with an incredible cast member and um, reminded me how much they can impact that uh, experience there. So um, great fun catching up with them. Uh, fun having a chat tonight and uh, excited to uh, get some sleep. So let's get to Patrick. You said
0: it great. I've got a
1: quick 17-minute story about cast member uh, that I want to talk to. No,
0: Mike,
2: coming to you, closing words. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I had a great time talking about that. Got to reminisce some memories of me being in the castle with my girls. Um, glad I got to spend some time with you guys tonight. And I am definitely looking forward to the Patreon show tonight.
0: Uh, speaking of Patreon, stick around. You're up next. Uh, and we're excited because we're staying inside the Beast Castle. And we're finally figuring out if we were in there and we were turned into an inanimate object... What would we pick for each guy on the show and a couple of the other DDP personalities that you've gotten to know throughout the years? So uh, stick around for that, patron family. DDP family, you're the best. Uh, We appreciate you. We love you so much. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this show. Make sure to go over to the Facebook page and let us know your opinions on uh, Be Our Guest and uh, maybe some of the experiences. Share some photos that you have taken while over there. We appreciate you. We love you. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Cheers. Have a good night. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day. Spread some Disney love and keep moving
2: forward. And they all lived happily ever after.
1: Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire, it calls to us.
2: And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within.
0: Ready to begin. Let the
3: wonder. Take- and that's a wrap.